0: From Rhythm and Light in Chicago, I'm Steve Ordauer, and welcome to Rhythm of Life, Mr. Ernie Hudson. We haven't gotten here by accident. I mean, that,
1: that mm-hmm. school I went to, you know, I was able to sort of come out of it, but most of those kids, almost all those kids, they, they, mm-hmm. they got lost, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. did not have great lives. And But, I, you know, it, it's needed, whether we'll step up to the reckoning without going Mm -hmm. to civil war. I mean, Mm -hmm. whether we'll see there's a need and maybe we personally Mm -hmm. might not have, you know, uh, a a reason to say, you know what, we need to be inclusive. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. That sense of unity as Americans, of course, now with the whole social media and the internet and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, I mean... They're playing with our minds and trying to control and all that. Oh, my but, gosh. You know, I don't know how we overcome this new place we're at, but I think we have to. And the thing with African-American movies and some of the stuff they're doing, these stories have not been told. They need to be told. <laughs> yes, to yes. But I, 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 I the, the whole uh, angst and, and and some of the the tragic stuff, we, we didn't survive with just the tragedy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People loved and laughed. So there was never a doubt in my mind, a question that I would be successful. The problem was, I I think I I prayed the, well, not the wrong prayer. I I should have added to that prayer, I want to make a lot of money. You know? (laughs) You know, when you ask, I just, I just want to work. I want to, I want to work. If you can just let me work in this industry, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll honor it and I'll be so thankful. I should have said and make a lot of money. I forgot to put the money.
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot how funny you were.
1: I was doing a play in LA. Uh, I met Michael, didn't know him. Actually, I, he was at a party and I just sort of went up and, and introduced myself and and asked if he would introduce me to his agent, which he looked um, at me like, what, you know, I don't even know you. He called his agent and the agent gave me an appointment to go see him in Beverly Hills. I was intimidated to be in Beverly Hills, waited and waited and waited. And finally he came out to call me in the office. And before I could say anything, he says, listen, the only reason I'm seeing you is because Michael is one of my best clients and he asked me to see you. So I saw you, so now you can leave. And I said, oh "But I'm, you know, I'm new, and I was trying to give him my little spiel." And he said, "I don't want to hear that." He said, "I don't want to hear it." Uh, I tried to show my portfolio. He says, "I don't want to see that shit." Uh, he says, "I get this, oh I get this God. shit in the mail every day." And he held up his waste <laughs> basket and it had a bunch of photos that actors had sent in. And he says, I And so I said, well, because I asked, can I give you my picture in case something comes up? He said, what, what, what am I going to do with that? So he says, best thing you can do is go back to Detroit or wherever the hell you come from, uh, because you're not going to work out here. I can tell you that now. There's
0: no there's nothing for you here. Today on the show, Bob Hercules sits down with attorney Flint Taylor to discuss the murder of Black Panther leader Fred Hampton in 1969, who is the subject of the recent film. Judas and the Black Messiah. All
2: of these leaders and organizations were very powerful in the civil rights movement and in the black liberation struggle. So Hoover then sent out memos in in 67 and again in early 68 uh, calling for disruption and, quote, neutralization of these leaders and these organizations. And, of course, we learned that neutralization is a term and was a term of art. Uh, CIA used it, uh, and that could mean uh, several things, but it included, of course, assassination. Hmm. Um, and uh, that they named not only the organizations uh, from SCLC um, all the way to the Nation of Islam and, and SNCC and... and, and uh, rap brown and his organization but they named those leaders as messiahs who could electrify and unify the black nationalist movement uh and uh they then sent this hoover sent out this memo saying we need to neutralize these leaders and these organizations and prevent the rise of a messiah uh, who could uh do this uh, in the sense of could um, electrify and unify the movement.
1: So we say we always say the Black Panther Party that they can do anything they want to, to us. We might not be back, I might be in jail, I might be anywhere. But when I leave you can remember I said with the last words on my lips that I am a revolutionary.
3: And you're going to have to keep on
0: saying that. Held by NPR as one of America's defining voices of freedom and peace, Mavis Staples is an iconic artist whose
3: impact on culture continues to reverberate. Well, Uncloudy Day took off. It took off and it just, she said, Staples, this, this record is selling like an r and And we began getting letters from all over everywhere. I was singing bass on this, this song. You know, we'd sing down in harmony. Oh, they tell me?
0: Oh, the home.
3: So we knew that the people had bet their money that I was not a little girl. We were fooling. My brother was singing. And we'd sing the song down to get came to my party. And Purvis would ease in. To the microphone, like he was going to say the bass part, and the people would go, Wow, I told you that wasn't no little girl. I told you. <laughs> As they going through all that, I'd ease in, and then I would come, Well, 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 well oh, well, well,
2: well, oh, yes, so yes, they
3: tell me, oh they tell yes, me, oh, so yes, they tell Why? me, I got a yes, home, so yes, got a home. They, well, <laughs> band of The people, the the disc jockeys would say, "This is little fourteen-year-old Mavis Staples singing on Cloudy Day." People would not believe I was a little girl. I bet they didn't. I had to be either a man or a big fat lady. <laughs> so we would fool the people. You know, man, the
4: place will go wild. A critic once said, Give John Langford four hours with nothing to do, and chances are good he'll create another side project. Right. And, yeah, we got quite good at, with minimal resources at, at actually putting on some kind of exciting show, but... Literally, it was all backwards. Rather than having a solo, someone would drop out. Right. You know, so I mean, that's where the Gang of Four perfected that as well. Right. It was like, that was like a dub reggae thing, you know, right? Yeah. Rather than some, like, add something else on top at this point. Right, like the bass player drops out. Those were the kind of dynamics. They were very simple, but yeah. they were very effective. Uh, you had to be I think the first gig with the Rosillos I was talking about we, the, the, John Keenan actually we told him we, we only played slow songs uh-huh. we we're going to be the first punk band that only played <laughs> slow songs and he just went well you better speed them up or they'll tear you apart before he left our studio John performed a brand new song that he had just written a fitting song for the divisive times we're in The mission is to frighten and confuse you Distract and call you losers You're all losers 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 Losers.
5: Ah Now we're all losers. I was motivated to start working on this book uh, right around the uh, election of Donald Trump. And we began to hear a level of hostility towards the press uh, that I did not remember in my lifetime. So I was really wondering how much of this was truly unprecedented in American history and how much maybe did have some precedence.
0: Hello, I'm your host, Steve Ordauer, and welcome to Rhythm of Life. Today on the show, I welcome a dear friend and colleague, John Marshall, who has written a vital and timely book titled, Clash presidents and the press in times of crisis. This work explores the political, economic, social, and technological forces that have shaped the relationship between U.S. presidents and the press during pivotal moments in the country's history, and helps us understand how we arrived at our current troubled state of affairs. Today guest host Bob Hercules sits down with the prolific author, journalist, and filmmaker Alex Kotlowitz.
6: had finished the bulk of the reporting, I went through this um, kind of really deep depression, unlike Mm. anything I've ever experienced before. And I wasn't kind of self-aware enough to realize what was going on, but I realized in hindsight, I mean, I went into therapy. I Mm. needed to, um, was it, it, it had so much to do with all these stories that I had um, digested over the course of the previous few years. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, the great catharsis I had, of course, is I was able to take pen to paper and tell these stories. Right, and, right. And there's something really empowering about, um,
4: like your father um, had done many years what, earlier, about his to get it out on right. paper is cathartic, yeah, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a brave uh, book to have taken on uh and i again don't mean to take anything away from the trauma that they experience but for you as well it's difficult um, but I'm so glad you, made, you wrote this book because yeah. again it gives us an insight. All we hear, uh, all we hear about is you know this person right. was killed in a shootout or this and that, and we we don't know right. who and these people are. Right,
6: and more often than not, you know you read stories that some it was gang related, suggesting right. that you know the victim would kind of got their due or what goes around comes around. Or we just have these stories or headlines of numbers like we're in a pennant race, you know, right. and we kind of forget. Uh, about these individuals
0: what inspired you to get into acting and and writing to begin with you know uh i got married so young uh i thought it would be very
1: simple get a job take a family buy a house and you know how hard can it be <laughs> so
0: <laughs> but it got complicated
1: oh, real man. fast <laughs>
5: i used to have those i used to have those same thoughts you know Boy, and were we uh, naive. I'll just try to end with something fun. Uh, okay. Not sure. in the book, but you know, after researching, you know, these presidents, it almost felt like I was living with them. As I as I wrote mm-hmm. each chapter, I was just so immersed mm-hmm. in in what they did, and kind of in my head, <laughs> I imagined um, I was going to have a barbecue, and which presidents would I want to have at my barbecue? Oh, that's uh, a good one. Th- the one I decided I would least want to have w- would be Woodrow Wilson. Uh, first, uh, <laughs> first, he's a raging racist, so that's, that, that pretty much knocks him out to begin with. Uh, even if you could set that aside, he was such a sort of stern. Uh, he just felt he, he was just sure he knew the truth about everything uh, mm. and would just lecture oh people and be very stern. It uh, 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 just did not seem like a whole lot of fun to hang out with. Right. Uh, the one I would want to invite to my cocktail barbecue would be franklin roosevelt uh okay. because he was known for really being able to mix a good cocktail uh <laughs> as well as being highly sociable uh so i figured he'd be a lot of fun to have there and it would help right. get the party going so uh if you want party advice on on presidents read clash presidents and the press and of surprises Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. It's been a real pleasure. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me
0: on. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe to hear more compelling shows on Rhythm of Life and keep an eye out for our upcoming series of how we as a society oftentimes incentivize all the wrong behavior here in the United States. We see this in the healthcare industry, in the media and in our educational systems, to name a few of the fields we will be covering. If you have a moment, please leave a rating and review so more people can hear about us and share about Rhythm of Life on social media and like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Ordauer.
1: This has been a Rhythm and Light production.